Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. Before we get started on today's topic, I want to let you guys all know about something really exciting that's coming your way in, I would say, late January, sometime in early 2023, but I'm targeting late January. I'm going to be curating a small coaching group of about 10 women who are in midlife, which admittedly is a very broad term and age range. So if you consider yourself in midlife, whatever age that might be, this is for you. I mean, essentially not fresh out of college, but also not heading into retirement, anything in between could be considered midlife. And 10 women who are in midlife and are in the early stages of making a career or job transition. So this is for you if, like me, (laughs) you're a person who's worked really hard and, you know, has a job that pays really well and you've created this expensive life with a lot of status and recognition that you realize you just don't want or like anymore, or you've worked really hard, you know, to become a doctor or a lawyer or climb the professional ladder. And you're just worried that if you tell people that you want to make a change, that they'll think you're crazy or they'll judge you for throwing away everything you've worked so hard for or throwing away your privilege. Or you may just feel bored or unsatisfied or burned out or burdened by your job, and you want to change. If, if any of those sounds like you, this is the group for you. You don't have to know exactly what comes next. You just need to be open to exploring all the possibilities and to the idea that it is possible for you to find a job you love that still pays the bills. And of course, you have to be open to coaching. We're going to spend three months meeting as a group, really ironing out what is next for you, that thing you've always wanted to do or that thing that will really light you up that maybe you didn't even realize you wanted to do and helping you create a plan for how to implement it. It's never too late to meet another side of yourself, even in midlife, and it's never too late to create a life you really want and love. If you're interested in finding out more information about this group, send an email to info, that's I-N-F-O, at kyoungmdcoaching.com. K-Y-O-U-N-G-M-D-Coaching.com. I can't wait to get started with this group. It's going to be pretty amazing. So hopefully you'll be among the people that are going to get to experience it. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. And I decided to do this podcast today on why you don't have what you want or why you haven't yet achieved your goal. And the answer probably isn't what you think. This topic came to me uh, after I was working with a client a few weeks ago, and she came to the session and asked me how to know if you're an alcoholic. And I admittedly was taken a little bit aback by this because I didn't know this was a person who might have a drinking problem or really that she even drank a lot. 
But I heard her out. I listened a little while while she essentially told me that she drinks wine every evening, which a lot of people do, but that she's really not motivated to stop doing it, but worries that this means she's an alcoholic. Now, I by no means think that everyone who has a glass of wine every night or even two glasses of wine every night is an alcoholic. Like I said, a lot of people do that. And that's really not the reason why I'm bringing this particular story to the podcast today. And I told her, you know, I told her that I, I, I said, I, I don't know if you're an alcoholic, but let's talk about why you're drinking nightly, what it's doing for you. And let's, let's look at that a little bit more closely because I think a lot of people are drinking in the evenings and, and most of the time it's because it masks some other negative emotion. So it masks like boredom, stress, anxiety, loneliness. You know, people come home and they want to drink to take the edge off and then it becomes a habit. But I think it gets started because it dulls some of these more intense negative emotions that people don't want to feel in the evenings. And I think the other part of this is, and what we came up with when I was talking to my client, is that it makes the things, for her, it makes the things that she would like to change in her life more difficult to change, like having a romantic relationship or a different job or more fun. It, it Sorry, it, it does make them harder for her to change, but it makes those things in the moment more palatable. So if you feel less lonely in the evening, it's more palatable that you're not in a romantic relationship or that you don't have a different job or whatever. And it's easier not to change, like I said, not to change those things when you feel like a little bit buzzed or dulled in the evening. And this isn't a judgment. I mean, I certainly have, you know, gone through times when I drink in the evenings and I might drink because I'm stressed or bored or lonely for sure. You know, I've also done it with food or overworking. You know, there's so many ways in which this comes up. So it's not a way to judge people who drink in the evenings. It's more of a way to start talking about the ways in which we buffer when we don't want to feel. And so what do I mean by buffering? Buffering is a term that we use in the coaching world to describe an activity that we engage in that is designed to help us avoid feeling something negative. Okay. So it's like anything we do that leads to us feeling less negative or helps us avoid feeling negative emotions. And so in this case, my client was drinking in the evenings to avoid feeling lonely and a whole host of other things, but to avoid feeling lonely instead of spending time trying to figure out how to start dating and to find a partner. I used to overwork in the evening so that I didn't have to deal with the fact that I wasn't dating and didn't have a partner. So I, I really understand that situation very well. And buffering can come in many forms, right? Or in many, well, I'll just say in many forms, many activities. You know, it, the most common ones are overeating, so snacking or eating when we don't, when we're not hungry, over drinking, you know, drinking in the evenings because we don't want to deal with how we feel, overworking. I've done that a lot. You know, it's like I don't, at the start of the pandemic, I was working all the time. And I think most likely because I didn't want to have to deal with how bored I was. You know, we were home all the time with like your family, not doing anything. And I think a lot of people were overworking as a way to not feel so bored. 
Some people over shop or over Netflix, you know, they may binge Netflix for the whole entire weekend rather than to be bored. It's any, it's really buffering is really anything we do to avoid negative emotions. And we know we're buffering because like, obviously you have to eat, you know, it's okay to have a few drinks. We have to go to work. Well, we don't have to, but you know, these are things that people do. We have to buy clothes and by have to, I mean, you know, unless you want to walk around naked, you do at some point need to go shopping for clothes. So we know we're buffering instead of just doing things out of necessity or to have fun. Like I watch Netflix now because I just like to watch shows and it's entertaining, but we know we're doing it as buffering when we don't get the result we want in our lives and we're doing something and we don't get the result we want. So I, I recently got some coaching on this and it was so interesting. What came out of it is like, I was getting some coaching, you know, as I've been making this, you know, my own life transition, my own career transition from being primarily a physician to also becoming a life coach and where it goes from there. I'm not even sure. Maybe I'll just be a life coach or whatever I become. So as I've been making that transition, I just, you know, in this coaching session I was in, I discovered a sneaky, a very sneaky way that I buffer. Because sometimes we're buffering and we don't even know it. And, and in this case, I didn't even realize it. So I was meeting with a coach to discuss what was keeping me from going all in on growing my coaching business. I mean, at that point, I always have a lot of ideas. I'm a person who has a lot of ideas. And most of the time, I kind of push them down or push them to the side and tell myself, there's no way I could ever do this. Or, you know, there's no, like, I don't have time or, you know, I'm too busy to think about that. But anyway, I had a lot of ideas about what I wanted to be doing in my coaching business, who I wanted to work with, ways to move forward, ways to create, you know, one-on-one or group situation, but I wasn't doing them. I had all these ideas of what I wanted to teach people, how I wanted to help people, but I was talking about them a lot and not doing them. And so she probed a little further with me in the coaching. And what I kept coming back to was this idea that my life is fine, that I have a great job, you know, referring to my clinical practice. You know, I've been very successful in that way. I make a great salary. I'm good at what I do. People like working with me. And I just don't sometimes feel motivated to work harder, to learn new skills, to take risks. You see where I'm going with this. All these things that I believe are going to be uncomfortable. All of the negative feelings that I might experience as I have to market my business, as I have to put myself out there, as I have to learn how to do new things. I mean, I've had to learn how to do so many new things as I've been doing more coaching. And so she pointed out that I was almost buffering with the thought, the belief that my life is fine, that I have a good life. And that was the thing that was keeping me from doing more. The more I would tell myself that I have a good life, it's my life is fine. And that was really what was keeping me from doing more and pursuing something that like really excites me, something that would make my life even better. It's something that would light me up. And I've said this before on the podcast. It's like, I'd like my job, but it's not the thing that like really lights my fire. And I'm, I feel like I could be doing more. I've always felt that about myself. You know, not that I am not successful or haven't accomplished a lot. And I don't mean doing more like working harder, or doing more tasks. I mean like that I could be doing something bigger. And that by telling myself 
that my life is fine. I was actually kind of stifling that desire, that yearning in me to do something bigger. So I was buffering with a thought, a thought that sounds really good, but really wasn't leading me to take action. And what I also realized is that when I looked at that closely, well, a little more closely, that I was feeling bored with my current career, with my current job as it was, and I wanted a change. But because I kept telling myself that everything was fine or good or even good enough, I was actually making it much less likely that I would ever take action or do anything new because it's like everything's fine. I make enough money and I was making it much less likely that I would ever do anything differently. So when we start to think about why we don't have what we want in our lives, so much of the time, the reason is because we're buffering with something. It's not the only reason, okay? I, I, I don't want you guys to come back and tell me like that, you know, there's other reasons. I recognize that there are other reasons why people don't have what they want. But I think often, especially for people who have already accomplished a lot and are very capable people, one of the reasons why they don't have, or a big reason why they don't have what they want or they haven't achieved their goals is because they're buffering. And that's keeping them, that's holding them back. Again, this is only, this isn't the only reason, but it's just a very common reason. It's one I hear about all the time. Because a lot of the time, people don't make changes, they don't take risks, they don't face their fears unless they are uncomfortable in some way, unless they have some motivation to make things different. It's like, you know, what they always say about an alcoholic, right? Like that people have to reach this like, ultimate rock bottom in order to stop drinking and make a change. Like sometimes you have to really be in a bad way or uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, to make a job change for me, like I fortunately don't have to be in a place where I'm at rock bottom, but I do have to face some discomfort. I have to acknowledge that I'm bored or unsatisfied or burned out in order to make things different. And when you're buffering, you're not actually allowing that discomfort to be there, or you're not allowing yourself to sit with that discomfort, or you're making the discomfort a little more comfortable, a little more palatable, and you're not feeling that negative emotion over and over and over again, so you're less likely to take action, right? So, you know, if you're not feeling as lonely in the evenings or you're working all the time, or you're binge watching shows, or you're eating ice cream in the evening, and you know, instead of allowing yourself to feel lonely, I've done all the things, then you're less likely to spend time on dating apps or going to events or putting yourself out there. I really hate dating apps. Like that's one it's <laughs> one thing I really hate doing. And so, like, if, if I can just work all the time and not have any free time, then I'm less likely to notice that I feel lonely or to do something about it because I don't have time. And then I also, it's not, it's not so uncomfortable for me that I would actually go do something that I really don't want to do or that I really don't like to do. So if I believe that my life is fine and I keep telling myself that, or I work more hours or achieve more accolades, I've heard about people doing this in midlife as a way of buffering or trying to feel more fulfilled. So if I do those things, I'm less likely to take a big risk. So all that's to say, hopefully I've given enough examples that this makes sense, (laughs) but so all that's to say is if you're feeling stuck 
like things aren't terrible, but they aren't where you want them to be, I would encourage you to take a closer look and see where you may be buffering. You may be buffering and you just don't even know it. Or if you know you're buffering or believe you might be buffering, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that you don't want to feel? Because this may give you some clues into the things that you may need to change or you may want to change in your life in order to not have these negative feelings, to not be bored, to not be lonely. But by the way, we all feel bored and lonely sometimes. So some of that is normal. I don't want to like make it seem like you have to make all these changes or you won't be bored. There'll be times that you're bored, but just to really look at what am I trying to avoid? You know, I just talked to somebody earlier today who said that she finds herself craving chips, <laughs> potato chips, like salty snacks, mid-afternoon during the workday because she feels tired and wants like that quick dopamine boost that you can get sometimes from eating some, you know, certain kinds of food. For some people, it's sugar. For some people, it's salt. And you get this little like dopamine, like a dopamine boost or a dopamine hit when you eat it. So she's not actually hungry and she actually feels bad after she eats the chips but she just doesn't want to feel tired. So that tiredness creeps in and then she reaches for something that, you know, is going to like make that go away. And that would all be fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with eating chips. I don't want to say like, you know, no one should ever have a snack or eat chips. That's not where I'm going with this. But, you know, it would be fine for her to do that, except that she isn't achieving her weight loss goals. And she also feels like when she eats salty food, it's, it's, it, it's a slippery, slippery slope and that she feels less control over her eating. So the result she's getting isn't one that she likes. And that's how we know there's a little bit of buffering. There's a little bit of desire to not be in that midday slump. I mean, nobody likes that midday slump. I definitely don't. But it's just really understanding that like there's this desire to not feel that. So we go do something that creates a negative result in our life. And if you have absolutely no clue what it is that you're avoiding or don't want to feel like you know you're buffering, but you have no idea like really what you're buffering against or from, I don't really know the right term, but the, no idea why you're buffering, stop buffering. So stop drinking, stop eating in the evening, stop shopping or over shopping or overworking or binge watching shows and see what happens. What do you feel? Because it'll, it'll, it will resurface. Whatever it is that you're trying to avoid will be there. And then you'll know, like sit in the negative feelings when you stop doing that. And it'll become really clear about like what it is that you're trying to avoid. So that's all I have for today. I hope it really helps. And I hope it brings you one step closer to being able to go after your dreams, to achieve your goals and to have the things that you really want in your life. I'll see you next time. Are you ready to create the life you really want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. That's drkathleenyoung with a K dot coaching, where you can learn how to sign up for a free consultation. We can talk about the life you want to create and see if one-on-one -on -one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.